0: So we're teaching on the five kanda rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara vinyana. Rupa, shape, form, mm. which arises with consciousness. So consciousness presents a form. It brings a form. It, 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 you know, it assembles lights and shapes lights and into a visual form various kinds of light and color, individual forms. Consciousness does this without us even asking it to. So, of course, mental consciousness is always conjuring out of virtual realities, forms, shapes, memories, perceptions, projects, plans, notions, and so on. So, this is the action of consciousness-dependent uh, form, and then consciousness, and then naming. Naming is the uh, 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 kind of a term that's used to cover the others. Vedana, feeling. Something is designated as feeling pleasant or unpleasant, or neutral. Perception. Something means something. It's given a generic title. This is an apple. Uh, see colours, shapes, memories. Apple. Mm. See colour, shapes, memories, Janice, see shapes, colours, memories, you know, whatever kinds of things, perceptions. And these are so feeling, perception, sankara, activations, programs, conditioning factors, term that's translated in a whole range of ways because it is rather elusive to pin it down it's the active ingredient Mm. that both uh, acts and establishes set patterns of action so rather like a river you know it both flows a certain way and then cuts a valley So your track starts off as a creature wanders through some trees these footprints, other creatures follow that because it's a track the track becomes deeper, stronger and Sankara is this process its cause shoots off in a certain direction then keeps going in that direction eventually can't go anywhere else but that direction becomes ingrained Sankara so it's a conditioning factor a program something that activates and has results cause and effect in the source of karma and uh, so and it comes under these three uh, heads one is uh, intention so directive weak or strong fast or slow Negative, wholesome, unwholesome. Um, Intention, chetana. Attention, a focus is formed. Focus is formed often dependent on the intention. So depending on what one intends, one searches for that particular um, thing. Mm. And certainly the mind is extremely potent. When one is intending, when one's intentions are captured by... Greed, one one focuses on long things we can long for. One's attention is affected by compassion. One focuses on things we can feel tender-hearted towards and protect, cherish. So intentions can be skillful or unskillful, and they tend to lead the focus. And of course, certain focuses stimulate particular kinds of intentions. So it's not, it's quite a Symbiotic thing. You so focus on certain something, you know, and you maybe get a desire for it, or an aversion to it. So there's all these potentials uh, in intentionality: potentials for ill will, potentials for fear, potentials for jealousy, potentials for craving, potentials, and the big potential is the potential for identification, ahankara so and this actually is the the key to all the rest because the ahankara really locks uh, these potentials into particular habitual tracks this is what i am this is who i am this is happening to me this is my mind yeah i i can i can't i'm not i'm never i want to and the transfers this into mental objects and mental objects get extremely potentized because of that ahankara which is the sankara of identification and a difficult one to see through because of the nature of mind Mm -hmm. we can look at a a tree we don't necessarily think that's my tree because it's a sense of distance and space you can smell a fragrance you don't think it's necessarily my fragrance or my smell because you can get some distance from it, it comes and goes mm. and you can sense yourself as separate for it because they don't have feeling. Mm. Smell doesn't feel anything, vision doesn't feel anything. When, it fe- when feeling occurs it's me who's experiencing, suddenly I'm involved. Feeling stimulates the identification because You know, I've got to get out of here, I need more of that, or this is is hurting me, you know. Uh, So the feeling, Sankara gets on that, there's no separation, or can be, but you have to work on it. The immediate reflex is mine, me. Hmm. And because chitta is uh, so boundless and uh, uh, our sensitivity is so boundless, we can feel the sense of deep distress over the suffering of others. It hurts me. It bothers me. It disturbs me. The feeling is the, where the me rises up. So these are all bound together, aren't they? The hankara, the identification, this feeling happens to me then i feel locked in it trapped in it struggled in it you know it's pressing against me i've got to do something about it Uh, make it this way have more of it really need to get more of that pleasant stuff sankara gets triggered to get activated Mm. meanings meanings trigger feeling yeah so the meaning Meaning left out, I'm being left out, painful feeling. Mm. Not being included, painful feeling. The odd one out, painful feeling. Mm. Something happy and beautiful is going away, painful feeling. Someone I love is sick and dying, painful feeling. Meanings, perceptions. I'm succeeding, pleasant feeling. I'm failing, unpleasant feeling. (laughs) Perceptions, meanings. Mm. Seem so real because they're accompanied by feeling. And they're just judgments. I mean, they have a certain, they always have some reality to it. But succeeding, failing, what? It's just the perception and the feeling. Mm. Is that? But we do notice if compulsiveness is declining, if there's cooling, no failing and no succeeding. This we consider progress. It's <laughs> just conditions roll on. So the the unhooking of these is difficult to, to conceive of, maybe, and doesn't seem that attractive. You mean there's no succeeding? Right, you don't want that. Because if you succeed, you fail. Praise, blame. You see, polarities, you want to be in a place where there's just stuff happening. So this igniting you know, meaning, feeling, activation, that you know, that sparking, that ign- ignition, mm. the cooling, the unbinding, the fire goes out. And Sankara. So attention, intention when what's the flashpoint where perceptions and feelings arise it's called contact. This too is Sankara. I means something is immediately just that the moment the flash of interpretation is an activation yeah. and then oh is that right is that right what happens bound there's the bounding boom, boom, mind starts bounding yeah. leaping onwards leaping backwards going like popcorn Bouncing from one end of the skillet to the other. Where's the cool place? Stop bounding. (laughs) Mental feeling will will calm or cool when we stop bounding, jumping. Certainly, there's a you know a challenge there to meet unpleasant mental feeling unpleasant mental meaning without jumping, bouncing Mm. what happens if that that curse is a deepening integration, dispassion, relaxing ripples, a soft ripple runs through Something shifts. Sankara deactivates. This is sublime. This is peaceful. The stilling of Sankara. The relinquishment of old habits. Dispassion. Destruction of craving. Dispassion. Ceasing Nibbana. Mm. But it's this um, process is uh, deeply ingrained, the um, jumping, the sankhara, the bounding, the reactivity it's because it's become the, the patterns of that have become very much my mode of being who I am yeah. You know, where I work where way I do think, my life mm. and certainly you know, it's not just some individual quirk, it's like it's right across the board, isn't it? In a, in a society, we learn, that, you know, that's what we learn. Maybe when you were, I don't know, 18 months old, you could doodle and crawl and dribble and sleep when you want to and scream when you want to and roll around on the floor. You can't do that when you're 45. People don't like, let you. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> Loosen up a <of> bit. <laughs> So you get programmed and then yeah into the correct ways to to move and these correct ways are prescribed by social uh, contact personality gets developed into that which jumps in the right directions and as you as the pressure heats up, as it gets stronger, then we don't even really notice it or think about it. You just jump as quickly as you can in the a, in a direction that's prescribed. You know, this is called the virtual. We leave the ground. We leave the body. We leave embodiment, or we leave a lot of it. We have trace left, but not much. We leave the full richness of embodiment. It's intelligence. We go into the programmed drive. And, you know, as things speed up in our world, and, you know, technology, machine age, electronic age, people are bouncing and bounding faster than ever, and leaving, there's hardly any ground left to leave. And the absurd thing is, even as you know, the physical planet becomes more devastated and destroyed we're still jumping around, arguing about this, that and the other, you know, up in the air on virtual realities, Mm. faster and faster. Future, productivity, economy, nationality, belief. What are these things? should be shouldn't be what's that how much of our life is circumscribed and driven down these tracks which have no earth underneath them no ground they just rest on the ground of praise blame anxiety compulsion desire what ground is that yeah and yet to sort of to function very often this is these are the kind of scenarios that we have to meet and um, navigate through but the navigation for a contemplative for a Dhamma practitioner isn't to to bounce more it's to, to touch the ground more and the last bit of ground we have left is our bodies If you're privileged as we are, it's time we have some planet earth, some trees, some sunshine, some rain, some cold, some wind, pleasant, unpleasant, but it's, you know, your body feels it. Maybe you don't even like it, but at least you feel it for real. And you can work with the the earthiness of physical discomfort. Um, And it's good because we begin to feel feeling and feel our mental responses to them. At least you're you're kind of processing feeling rather than just bouncing around following virtual realities. Mm. Learning to just, you know, rest in the presence of the uncomfortable. Mm. Learning to operate a body so as it, it feels its balance its strength coming to the center of the body the breath channels the central centrality of it where it's calm and deep and steady there for a lifetime the real thing be refreshed by that gives us strength gives us warmth gives us refuge gives us a home so, this is the instruction. Before you can really, you know, handle this mass of sankharas in the aggregates, you have to have rupa. And, you know, it's not a small thing. It may seem so obvious, but do you really get it? You know, is it really there? Or are we bouncing on? Quite a lot of the forest teachers would just do, you know, parts of the body. And acknowledge, feel, bones, flesh, sinews, muscle, walking along. Yeah, everybody knows that. What next? No, no, no. No what next? Just come into that. Come into that from the coarse material. Mm. And you begin to find as your sensitivity stays in that. You see, what do you not need? You don't need this push. You don't need this rush. You don't need this tension. You relax that. Body begins to warm up once you relax the tension and you feel inside the breathing in, breathing out. Whole body. beauty of this is that there's a sankara in the body called kaya sankara, which you might say is our roughly speaking our nervous energy it doesn't do it justice but it's something like that as an easy you know english language reference nervous activation that which could be jumpy or relaxed frantic or smooth peaceful or calm restricted numb spasming easeful yeah, there's that, and that has a direct effect on the citta sankara, that is the jumping, or coolness, intentions, and attention of the citta. So, if the body become the Kaya sankara, the bodily energy becomes steady, suffusive, uh, stabilised, energising in its own process then the jitta it can start transfer the jitta is resting on it. It transfers that particular quality into chitta through a process called rapture. Piti there's a shivering a trembling in a sense of that. And then this can then, you know, retrain a chitta sankara. So it's not just jumping around with ideas and thoughts and plans and you know, sundry phenomena, but it's training itself to move in line with this breathing in, breathing out. And it's it's uh, so that can work for us, and that naturally affects the intentions, because if you if you, if that's happening, your intentions, your directions become quite quite clear. Like just stay with this, and then ease into this, and spread this, mm-hmm. abide in this. And then soothing, steadying, calming, easing. When your attention fits. Mm-hmm. Attention has to follow intention. So you've got this fundamental attention to the body, but then you can fine tune it in accordance with uh, the intention, the direction of your chitta, what it, what it, where it moves towards, to stabilize, to thoroughly sensitise to. This is outlined in Anapanasati Sutta where the Buddha says you know, you see the root of a tree so a sense of something steady, sheltering, shading, nature hmm? Yeah. so just that sense, I mean clearly of a lot of trees but you know, you know, I don't think it's a small thing a sense of something natural its own energies trees have energies to them You can't necessarily pick them up, but there's something so uh, normalizing about the presence of a tree. Grounded, earth, shade, alive, steady, strong. And then sitting, legs, palankang, which means cross-legged, so that essentially the base of the body is open to the ground. And uh, spine upright drawing the body upright. Now, considering the Buddha was often pretty parsimonious and frugal in his, his instructions, the fact, that he put these things in, they just didn't sit down and say, sit down and watch your breath. No. So, what's that? Hmm. Why does the body have to be upright? Why do you have to sit cross-legged? Opening the base of the body, cultivating the vertical axis. It's not a military command. The sense of lengthening, so your body comes out of the compressed state, the hunched state, the twisted state, and you feel this sense of a like a like an axis reaching into the ground. Cultivate that. Yeah, if one just cultivates this and till it's come so standardized that um, wherever you sit down you go to that you go to the upright axis and and the lateral it's not particularly subtle but it's a step we don't want to just jump over till it becomes fully established because if your body's not really there completely then you're more or less going to be led by your mind, and the mind that's not in the body is dangerous, and extremely. And you know how convincing a mind is, how much me it is, how much mine it is, how much history it's got, how many strategies and schemes and plans and statistics it can conjure up. And you look at it, but this thing suffers. If it was so smart, why didn't it get me out of suffering? <laughs> you know, I, you know, if it really was so clear about the way forward in my life, how come I was miserable? <laughs> or suffering or stressed out? You know, is this a thing you just want to follow? It's jumping, it's bounding, it's, it's bleating, it's moaning, it's, it's fantasies. Just just well, you know, maybe but first of all, do you have a body? If you don't have that, isn't something wrong? you spending time just even cultivating uh, gradual and steady and sensitive there's my face, my skin, spine, back, floor, spread, lateral, across the belly. Across the chest. Softening in the collar, softening in the shoulders, linking up. And this can be something one just cultivates over years, actually. It's not just the first five minutes. Something I'd suggest one should cultivate, keep cultivating over years and years, always cultivate it. Because it's, the virtual stuff is so seductive and so um, ubiquitous. So when you sit down, you just sit down for your meal, you sit down. Mm-hmm. Base of the body, lower back, middle of the back. Shoulders, across the shoulders, down the arms. Balancing the head on the neck. Vertical. Going up and down the back a lot. Get the spine right. All of it. See if it doesn't feel it's all there, just find the bits that are there. If it feels uncomfortable or stressed, find the bits that are not uncomfortable and stressed. Find the places where it is a little more open, where you, you can sense it. Focus there, focus there, focus there, until it begins to tremble, then it becomes alive. Focusing intentionality, attention, will, onto the body will actually it will cause a certain nervous tingle. It could be subtle at first, so you're warming. You know, you attend for a place that you can find and you start to just give it attention and intention, which is a, which is a sensitive, listening, curious, how is that? And then, if you know, maybe just a touch of, may you be well, you know. And your sense something starts to, oh, hey, there's somebody there. There's a living being stuck in this thing, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just starting to hear you knocking on the door. <laughs> and then you come down, okay, my neck. Wow, it's painful. Painful, but somehow good pain. It's like when you come out of the most painful piece of frostbite is when you start to come out of it. Your fingers hurt because they're coming alive again. So we've been in the virtuals. It's like this coldness and rigidity. Don't even notice it because your mind's somewhere else. It just starts to, you know, deactivate the body, loses its innate vitality, it doesn't happen in a clear way because you're somewhere else but gradually the body loses its vitality and closes and it starts to open up, it feels quite uncomfortable Well there can be that icebreaker that's needed to come through the stressed tissues and let your body adjust itself and the hands are held how the shoulders are held, how the chest opens. Then you gradually feel the warming effect of caring attention. And see, just with a sense of a wide attention with no pressure, just allowing it to shift or breathe more deeply, open. There's the throat. Oh, yeah closed go to the places around it back of the mouth the breath Mm. give them a good attention don't go into the stress places with intention to make them better it's a good enough idea but you put intention into a stress place the intention picks up the stress and starts desperately trying to stop it and that does, is not the right intention. Don't put your intention and attention into difficult places. Put them into the healthy places. Just magnify the good health and spread it. Don't magnify the ill health and spread that. So don't, you don't go into your lock oh, on a physical level, even a physiological level or a psychological level. You go into your health and keep expanding it, giving it more attention. It warms. Till it warms, you wait for that warming effect, that trembling. This is the beginning of Piti. Where mental intention and bodily energy meet each other and they start to respond. You get little shifting, tiny moments of that. Things start to loosen, trickle. So this is the way you can work into this body. Yeah. And it's because we often have a very a simple conceptual photograph of the body. We think we're in it. But yeah, i got got yeah, chest, knees, elbows. No, no, you haven't got it yet. That's a... You don't feel that. That's what you say. That's what you see. You don't feel that. What you feel is solidity, rigidity, What you feel is vitality, heat, warmth, light, or the opposite. What you feel is fluidity, or the opposite. What you feel is subtle movement, or frozenness. What you feel is essentially four elements, earth, air, fire, water. Now you can call that your shoulder if you like, for just a reference point. But if you're still stuck in the idea of my shoulder is this way, it's yeah, it's not intimate enough. Intimacy of it is just this: is the sense of fibres, firm, hard. Doesn't feel quite right, and you'll know it. And the body knows that it is too hard. Soften, open, expand, warm. What's needed when it's too firm, too hard? Water is needed, isn't it? What is water? Water is a sign of cohesion. I include. Yeah. I ripple, I resonate with that. Water just creates no boundaries. Water flows. Water is cohesive. Water is compassionate. Water is harmonizing. Anything you put in water, the water accepts it make your mind like water make your body like water when it's like rock Mm. when it's frozen make it like fire bring vitality into it where is the vitality breathing in and out as vitality tingling parts of the body in the temples in the chest in the eyes in the fingertips tingling parts have vitality focus on those and extend that quality through spreading your awareness from the healthy area to the difficult area and so one can do much with this and i think this is something that's it's not just a mechanical recollection it's a sensitive almost like a massage really and um, you know, unless your uh, mind can be doing all kinds of things, but when you hit the place, when you touch the places where there's a deep resonance, you, know, you pick up this subtle energetic transfer. There's a trembling, the mind. Oh, oh, this is the this is this touch called piti It's not necessarily a great waves sweeping overwhelms of of ecstasy <laughs> it may get that way but it starts off as just places where there's a resonance between mind and body and the mind picks it up and this is not a thought this is not just an emotion emotion may come from that but it's not just an emotion this is a real mind is loosening it's it's changing it's 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 no longer fixed it's delighted the body is coming alive so this process so we're, it's not just uh, you know so sort of practicing like this because what we're doing with that you know, is we're cultivating a particular kind of sankhara which is don't think thinking about one doesn't think about oneself this is generally an unhappy experience. <laughs> if you want to get happy, unhappy, think about yourself. Uh, Cause what are you thinking about? <laughs> but one can recollect fortunate conditions and supports and that's more helpful. Yeah. But if we think about ourselves we tend to go to the fixed patterns, the habits, the routines, the structure, the life messages. Yeah. So you feel conditions and factors and energies and sensations, and if you can transfer those into the body, this is the feeling of uncertainty. This mental state is where's that? Well, your body's not here yet. That's why you feel uncertain. You should do, because you don't have any ground or it's limited to breathing in and out, down to the base of the body. So it's not just a rigid holding on, but a flexible, easy, releasing, relaxing, drawing in and out, breathing in, breathing out. So, changing the view, changing this sankhara, the ahankara, the view, to at least to a degree, Changing the mode, let's say the uh, habitual mind jumps, it bounds to its fixed positions, it, it rushes towards conclusions, yeah, it rushes towards conclusions. Have you found a conclusion yet that you could really rest in? Or is doesn't every conclusion take to the next set of strategies to go on from there, yeah? What what concludes? Is there a conclusion? Where did that one come from? (laughs) You know? This is, yeah, in virtual reality there is. Two and two equals four. But two what? Two apples don't create a potato. they're just, they're still two apples. They're still two separate apples. Only in the kind of conceptual realm can we do these things. Come up with totalizers and numbers and results. And this bounding on of the mind. So, and of course, this can happen with any meditation practice. Once you see sixteen steps of Anapanasati, you know, oh, here we go, one, two, three, four, five. Let's get to sixteen as quick as possible. You yeah. and so this idea can take place, but we haven't got to step one yet. We haven't even found how to move until we've come into to the body, and we've that that intentionality, that mode of jumping on to progress, jumping on to the successful conclusion. That idea, that mode, and the energy that goes with it—you you quit it, mm. and it just doesn't matter. You just give up. Time it takes yeah spend a half an hour just moving around my chest till it feels comfortable and easy what's well, a half an hour anyway just another notion isn't it what does it take where's the hurry you can't go on you can't go on living in the virtual You may have to conform in it, and play in it, and do your stuff in it. But your life life force has to be somewhere else. And it's in this. This is the return to the earth. And the the process of it means you have to just give and attend until the response happens. Well, it begins to let you move, let it move on. And it will move on. Once it's ready or move on, your body begins to open. It will not move on by you wanting it to move on, trying to move on, feeling frustrated it hasn't moved on. Do I really need to do this? I haven't got there yet, all this stuff. You just tell your body when your body is there, you'll know it. You'll feel this deep easy breathing in, breathing out. As it says, just be, one is fully aware, Pajanati. Breathing in, breathing out, one is mindful, fully aware. we not doing anything about it. We're just aware, there is this process, so this is a great step to just be aware of that process happening, that bodies do, and now the citta has entered the mode where it could actually apprehend that and linger in that because it's no longer jumping on and it's softness, it's receptivity it's true intelligence wakes up not it's conceptual intelligence but it's true jitta intelligence not the intelligence of the constructed kama mental karma but something much more primary sensing it out, feeling it out Long. How long is it? What does long mean? Slow, deep, things seem to open. Perhaps you feel the breath seems to descend deeper, linger, pause. Slowly extend itself in, complete itself. Release, hover, turn. Amazing thing happening by itself. This is what does that? What does that? Kaya Sankara does it. Bodily intelligence encoded in the nervous system. So we might look again at this term, Sankara. It's not just the physical nerves, it's the ner- intelligence in the body's nervous system that tells it how to breathe in when it's had enough and how to breathe out. And this is very affected by the chitta sankara. So we're panicking, we don't breathe in and out very long. Depressed, you don't fully breathe in, breathe out. Mm-hmm. So your emotional state and your mental state are easily... Use this bodily system. And our project is to return to the bodily system, get out of the mental, habitual mental activations, cultivating short breath, the breath become, can't become slower, quieter imperceptible, stay with the energy of it. That's what's still operating. The energy has said, oh, need less. Less is going on, so we don't need so much. Stay with that quiet quality of vibrancy, vitality. At this particular juncture, then, thoroughly sensitive to the entire body, is the phrase, pati sang vedi. Thoroughly, pati some completely, vedic feeling, thoroughly completely feeling the entire body. shouldn't take a lot of interpretation. It doesn't mean you rush around your body. It means surely that this sense of vitality pervades the entire system, and you feel that. Because now the system has quietened down. It's become soft, permeable. It's no longer clenched. The mind isn't driving it. So this soft, trickling, radiance, suffusion through the body. Mm. What we experience as body, not our idea of the body, not our visual map of the body, but it's just the sense of this quality of firmness, earthiness, fieriness, vitality, breathingness, fluidity, all that is being, you feel it, suffusing, permeating. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly sensitive to that. Pasadi PASAMBAYAN KAYA SANKARAM is soothing, easing, softening, calming the entire KAYA So just this, uh, and then the transference occurs, Piti pati vedi, thoroughly sensitive to this rapture. Mm, Sukka is chitta sankara, the very emotional jump, patterning, when we spring like gazelles, or crash like rhinos, with our chitta lumbers, leaps, flutters, flies. That energy is understood sensitized to, not believed, not condemned this is a creature that needs to be given this reassuring touch, calming soothing, steady, tranquilizing, easing the Chitta Sankara, her emotional jumps become more like slow slower inclinations and we find in that so many of the jumps we were about to make they don't occur because the very jumping was generated by an ungrounded mind when it's grounded, where's there to jump to? if the virtual cease where are we jumping to? it's a habit but you begin to acknowledge that just Creature and then it's settling, soothing, easing. These are you know, it's right there. Um, <laughs> you know and but the, the, to approach it through the bodily means I mean and to find out what what, what a natural you know, vital formation like a human body actually does, rather than have have an idea of what it should do. Or have an idea that if you do this, you will get somewhere else. Well, this is not respectful. You don't you know, approach a body with the idea that it's going to make you get somewhere. You know? If you move into it as it is, it will open and reveal. If you approach it with the expectation it gets you somewhere, it will just close up. Mm. so this sense of metta, respect non-demand, non-pressure and you take any any, if this is difficult then just, okay. let's just go to metta bhavana, pick up the theme if one's mind is really in various states of apprehension, nervousness distress well maybe we just start with recollecting the good that's been done to us recollecting those we feel grateful to let the heart chitta drink that in recollect those we feel respect for, fondness for, admiration of those we care for recollect, you get, pick, pick up the tune so you work on chitta mm. mm. um, give up the idea of goals time, projects Deepen quality. Don't concern yourself with direction. The directions your bounding mind will take will always be to bound some more. (laughs) This is not about moving forward in time. This is about deepening into presence. And the means where we can deepen from our stress patterns, our habitual patterns, into something innately nourishing Yeah. There's no straight lines in this. There so you weave. Stay on your toes weave. Yeah. It means you just do some physical exercise, do that. It means you chant, you do that. It means you visualize Buddhas, you do that. Yeah, you weave. You know, it's no straight lines in this. Yeah, in the, the in Bali they have a understanding. They the, the only things that go in straight lines are demons. So always in front of a door, if you go into a door doorway, there's always a screen, which means you can't go straight in. You've got to bend round to get in the house. You come into the front door, you've got to bend round. It keeps the demons out because demons can only go in straight lines. So so having a screen. <laughs> stops the demons getting into your house they get that because they, they can only go straight forward that, they that well yeah you know if <laughs> you've seen people do that <laughs> can't, can't bend around because uh, we get into that we build things in straight lines we have roads that go in straight lines we straight little light white lines down them Yeah, you know? we like them uh, but you look around in nature there's not a straight line in the no straight lines there. No straight lines in the universe. Even light bends. notice the way one's mind jumps. So, okay, take it back. Where did it jump from? It jumped from what? Feeling. It jumped from feeling, perception. That's what it jumped from. It jumped from habit. Could you linger at that place? How is it in your body? Mm. Even if it's uncomfortable, better than jumping. Can you find the place of comfort in your body? Somewhere. If it's not there, widen. Widen your horizons, widen your perspectives. Mm. Because just to change one's response to, to that tightening, the fixation that you experience whenever the mind jumps, it gets fixed and then boom like popcorn. Change one's response to that. Something has to be felt here. Is it my feet? Can I feel my feet, my back, my breath, space around me? Can I open to that somewhere, somehow? Breathing in, breathing out. Until we have a full rupa, On the coarse rupa, you know, coarse physical form, if you dwell in it, will take you to the fine material form, the energy body. The energy body will take you to the mental body, calming meant the energy body meant body energy you calm the mental energy this is the process the practice hmm. so in handling these aggregates understanding how they work and realizing you have to work with them turn the trajectories of them the turning is always around sankara It's both our compulsion, it's also also the place of our initiative, habits can be changed. Mm. Anyone?